book of Ephesians, and uh, we're going to be in uh, chapter 6 tonight, but I will just kind of go over just real briefly uh, just the last couple things we talked about in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, and as we begin tonight, now of course we're going to be uh, speaking on, uh, on, the, uh, on the children and the home uh, there in chapter 6 there in verse 1. Ephesians chapter 6 there in verse 1 as we talk about the children here this evening. Uh, but as we look back a little bit in Ephesians chapter 5, um, uh, let's uh, pull out a few things I think will uh, maybe help just kind of refresh our memories. Of course, as we're going through all of this in Ephesians chapter 5, we're talking about, um, talking about uh, living a spirit-filled life. And as we're living a, a spirit-filled life, uh, some things that take place and what we can do uh, to continue living in that spirit-filled life and the fruits of living in a spirit-filled life. And uh, we've, uh, in this part of the message, we are talking about, have been talking about the husband and the wife. Uh, And uh, we noticed uh, there in verse 31 of chapter 5, and we was going back last week to the book of Genesis and just showing how uh, the marriage between Adam and Eve was a picture uh, here in verse 31 of Ephesians 5. Uh, is uh, also a picture of Christ, uh, Christ and the church. Uh, and then as we kept moving forward, uh, we saw, seen there in verse 32 uh, how the Apostle Paul said that this was a great mystery. It was something that wasn't revealed or known at that time, the spiritual aspect of what that meaning, of what that meaning in Genesis is. But now, of course, it is known. Uh, he says, so this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so something that wasn't known before, but is now known, uh, but is now made uh, now made clear, uh, and so he uh, shows us there in verse thirty three, the latter part of verse thirty three, uh, continuing talking about love and respect between the husband and the wife. And whenever we have a, a spirit filled home, uh, that's exactly what's going to uh, take place. We're living in the spirit, walking in the spirit, we're filled with the spirit. Uh, these are things that uh, that we do, and we we love, and we respect, and um, and our home is uh, uh, filled with the Spirit of God, and is the way it needs to be. And so, as we leave out of chapter five, and we get into chapter six, there uh, the Bible also begins to talk about the children, because uh, having a spirit filled home uh, with our with our children is uh, something that uh, we definitely want as well. Not just between husband's wife, but our children. Uh, and our children can, uh, our children can know, uh, when, I guess when they come to that age, whatever that is, that, uh, that they get saved and understand certain things. Uh, that The Bible shows us here in chapter 6 and verse 1. Let's read the first four verses, and then we'll go back and take a look at it. Notice he says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, and so as we look in the first few verses here of Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible begins with, uh, the Bible begins with children, obey your parents. Uh, now when he says children, obey your parents, notice he didn't say, he didn't say children, obey your parent, uh, but he said children, obey, uh, obey your parents. As I was reading through this and studying through that, I, and of course you've, I know you've heard it just as much as I have as well, uh, probably in the past, um, about uh, the, uh, maybe what the percentage or the ratio is of, of um, single parent homes uh, across the United States. And of course there are a lot of them. And I was actually looking at that tonight. I thought, well, let me see if I can get a, uh, find an updated figure on some things that even I've studied and looked at before. And as of, uh, as of 2023, 
as of 2023, uh, the census put out, uh, as of 2023, it was said that, uh, that 23% of American homes are a one-parent home. That's almost a quarter of the, almost a quarter of all the homes across the United States are, uh, are single parent homes, single parent homes. Now I know there's many variables. I know some, some husbands and wives have passed away and I, and I get that. I understand that. Uh, but there are many, uh, there are many, uh, that are like that, you know, from, from broken homes or just mothers not being there, fathers not being there. Many different scenarios uh, that we can think of. But 23% of homes across America are, uh, single, single parent homes. And as I was thinking about that, and, 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 and I was looking up some other statistics, and it was actually comparing the United States to other countries in the world, and I really found this to be so, and uh, how, how, how uh, true this statistic is, I don't know. I'm not the one that did it. Uh, but according to that statistic, it was showing that 23% of American uh, homes uh, are single-parent homes, but then also was showing that uh, China uh, was, uh, let me take a look at my notes just to make sure I said this right. Uh, China was, I believe, only 4%. Yes, no, I'm sorry. China was uh, 3%. And then you had Nigeria was 4%. India was 5%. And Canada was 15%. Now, I just thought that was very interesting because you think about all the people that are in China, and there they are, 3% of those homes uh, our single parent homes, whereas if you here in the United States, we have what three hundred and some million people, I believe, somewhere like that, in the upper three hundred millions, I think, like three sixty, three eighty, somewhere around in there, uh, and twenty five percent are single parent homes, and so it just kind of makes you, just kind of makes you think, and just kind of makes you wonder, you know, what exactly, what are, what exactly is going on uh, here in our own country? Uh, but it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Uh, and now we understand that as we think about the home and we're thinking about children and we're thinking about them uh, being in obedience. And well, let's think about children, for instance, in general. Now, what does the Bible say about our children? The Bible says, hey, they're a reward, right? They're a heritage of the Lord. I mean, they are a blessing from God. I mean, that's what our children are. Listen, our children, are, they're, they're, they're not a nuisance. They're, they're, not just th- they're not just people that get in the way. They're none of, listen, none of those things, uh, they are... Uh, they are a reward from heaven. They are, they are a heritage of the Lord. Uh, they are a blessing from God. And that's, and that's exactly what they are. Uh, and let us, uh, let us not be a nation or a people that just looks at children as, as, uh, as an inconvenience. I mean, I think that's what we can see. I think a lot of uh, in, the, uh, in the ideas maybe of, of those that believe in abortion is that, this, uh, that the child is just an inconvenience to them at this moment, an inconvenience to them at this time. And, and listen, I know there are many other reasons that they give, but I'm just, I'm just simply saying that, that our children are a reward from heaven. They're a heritage from God. Listen, they were, wonderfully and, they were wonderfully and hopefully made by God there in the womb of the woman, in the womb there of the mother. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are not an inconvenience, you know, and and so they, uh, the child is the child is a person. Uh, the child is real. Uh, it is not just a, a clump of cells, you know. And uh, it is not, you know, I've heard people say, "Well, it's not a baby; it's a fetus." Uh, well, it's kind of contradictory there because when you think about what the Latin term of fetus is, what is that? Baby. It's exactly right. What's it's not a baby; it's a fetus. Well, Latin for fetus is baby. Uh, and so you know the whole argument. I think sometimes 
with some of these folks just fall apart. But I'm just simply saying that the child, the child is a person. The child is real. It's not just a clump of cells. It is a baby that is being made by God, fearfully and wonderfully made inside the womb of the mother. Uh, and so we think about our children. Uh, and our children, the Bible says in the home, the Bible says the children obey, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Now, I don't know about you, but I, listen, I know all of, our, all of our children, sometimes you got you had kids just like I do. Listen, all of our kids sometimes can get a little unruly, right? I mean, no, listen, none of them's perfect. We ain't neither. Sometimes we get a little unruly. Uh, and so, uh, and so uh, we understand that, listen, sometimes our kids do have to get out of sorts. And it doesn't matter who they are, whether preacher's kids or the deacon's kids are the worst. I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. Just messing. Just messing. Uh, but it doesn't matter who they are. Listen, it don't matter if they're preacher's kids or deacon's kids or Sunday school teacher's kids. Listen, kids are kids, amen? And sometimes they just get into things and sometimes they do things and sometimes they get out of sorts. And listen, they do. Uh, and, and, but we see here, the Bible says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And so when we think about the kids. We think about how precious they are and how loved by God they are and, and how much that we should love them uh, as well. And uh, the Bible says that the children, what they need to do, make sure that they do in the home is that they need to obey their parents in the Lord for this is right. And our children need to be taught that as well. Our children need to know and understand what the Bible says about uh, what, and what God expects out of them as they're growing up and, uh, and as they are maturing and growing in their faith. As moms and dads, we need to make sure that we are explaining to, the, uh, explaining to them and teaching them, what does God expect out of you? What does God desire out of you? What does God want out of you? You know, in teaching them to grow up, uh, to, uh, to learn about who God is and, and, and to know about Him and every single day because listen I, I believe with all my heart the more we train them and the more we the more we teach them uh, and not only are we going to be helping them but we're helping ourselves amen not only are we helping ourselves but we're helping everybody else I'm going to show you that too here in just a couple of moments but it's going to help them. It's going to, it's going to be beneficial to them. It's going to be a blessing to them. And the Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And so as children, obey your parents. Now, before we get into, uh, before we get into the, talking about the children obeying your parents a whole lot, let's think about this too. Now, I know sometimes, I, you know, we, we think about, well, you know, uh, Johnny over here needs to make sure he does this and he needs to be respectful and he needs to love his mom and he don't need to talk back to his mom and he don't need to do all those things. Does Johnny need to do those things? No, he does not. But let me tell you this, sometimes, I ain't going to say every time, but I can guarantee you this, I, I believe a lot of times, sometimes our children are just acting out what they may see at the house. Amen. If they see dad disrespecting mom and talking down to mom and doing stuff to mom, you know, and, and making her look bad and embarrassing her and, and, you know, and talking down to her in front of the kids and, and talking like she's nothing, you know, and what do you think the kids are going to do whenever they, when they see all that? They learn from that. And they in turn begin to say the same things and they, uh, they enact what it is and they say what it is that, uh, that they've learned. Uh, now I'm not saying in every single situation, but listen, we got to understand too. Uh, when we think about when we think about our home life, now just think about it. When we think about a home life, how much time, how much access do we have to our kids? Now think about this. Now our kids, I I, I call it plugged into the system. 
plugged into the system. You know why I call it that? I call it that because oftentimes our kids, they're, uh, they're, uh, they got the headphones on or they got different things in. They're tuned out to the whole world. Listen, I know sometimes we all wear those things, but I'm just simply saying uh, that, that oftentimes the young folks and the teenagers and, and, and maybe even the young adults too, that they're, they're, they're plugged into the system. They, they, they have so much stuff that's coming into their minds and their heads from all these things all out here in the world and mom and dad's not really around them a whole lot. Mom and dad's not really talking to them a whole lot. And so there's not, there's, not a, there, there's not a whole lot of fellowship that ends up happening between mom and dad and the kids. And listen, I'll tell you what, when the, when the devil in the world has eight hours, nine hours, ten hours a day plugged into the minds of your kids and you only get 15 minutes or 30 minutes a day, what do you think is going to happen? And so what we see and understand is this. If they're not enacting out what they see mom or dad doing or saying, they're going to act out what they're plugged into everything else, what they're doing and what they're saying. Does that make sense? And so they're hearing all this stuff, whether it's coming off, whether it's coming off the radio and, and songs they listen to or whether it's coming off uh, uh, certain TV shows or whatever it is that they could be. And, and, they're, and they're, they're getting fed this stuff constantly, constantly, constantly. And as they're getting all, the, and as they're getting all this stuff, it then begins to just come out. Listen, a computer only puts out what, what a computer only puts out what it what goes in, right? And so we think about uh, we think about our own cells. We think about our minds. Uh, listen, uh, a lot of times what comes out of us is what's been put into us as well. What we've been watching all day, what we've been listening to all day, what we've been thinking about all day, and, and all that stuff just comes out. Uh, and so listen, I'm just saying, when we think about our kids, kids, make sure, Johnny, make sure you don't talk to your mama like that. Well then, uh, Daddy, make sure you don't talk to you. Make sure you don't talk to your wife like that. Uh, 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 son, uh, uh, honey, you don't mean to make sure you don't talk to your daddy like that. Well listen, uh, honey, uh, wife, make sure you're not talking to your husband like this. Does that make sense? It goes both ways. It goes both ways. Neither one is any greater than the other. If we want our, we want our daughters and our, and our sons to respect our moms and dads, and we've got to make sure that we're doing the very same thing, teaching them by the example that we're throwing out there in front of them because they are going to practice what they are being fed into all the time. Uh, and so I know there are probably some exceptions to the rule, but I'm just generally saying this, these are the things that happen. The Bible says there, children obey your parents uh, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Uh, and so unless you understand, this right here is not a suggestion. It's not a, this isn't a good idea that God just put out there that, listen, the children need to obey their parents. God didn't say, well, you know, if you, if, if, if you want to, or, you know, I think this is probably a good idea. No, this was a command. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. This was a command. Sons also understand that there in verse 1, not only is it a command, but we see that the children to be in submission. Just as we look back there in verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 5, and notice the Bible says when we talked about that, it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And so what is that? The husband and the wife submitting themselves to one another uh, as unto the Lord, submitting themselves one to another. Listen, I heard a man say one time, it's not about the position. It's not about the position that you hold. It's about your love and respect towards each other. Uh, and so listen, our children, they have to see that mom and dad, they're on the same page. They love each other. They respect each other because they want to honor God. They want to be obedient to God. They're submitting to each other because listen, they're not, the, listen, the dad's not, the, the dad's not worried about the fact that, well, I'm the man in the family and I wear the, and I wear the, uh, I wear, I put, you know, I wear the, uh, I wear the pants around here, you know, and listen, if you have to always constantly uh, tell everybody about your authority you probably don't have much 
I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, if you have to always constantly throw it up all the time. Now, I'm not saying it don't have to happen every once in a while because it does. There does need to be a reminder. Listen, I'm not saying that. I'm just, const- I'm just saying that if that has to be, always has to be your go-to, then you're probably losing on some things. And so what needs to happen is, is our children need to understand. Not only do they need to see it in us, they, uh, but the, they need to understand it themselves. Listen, this is what God desires and this is what God expects. The Bible says children obey your parents. Uh, in the Lord for, for this is right. And they need to know that whenever the children need to know that when they, when they are in obedience to mom and dad, that that is what is, that that is what is right. And that that is what God expects. And that that is what God desires. That the child, uh, submits themselves to the mother and their father in the Lord. Uh, and so that they, that they are following their parents as their parents are following the Lord. Uh, and so he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. There is submission in every single area, every single level. The husband submitting uh, uh, to Christ, uh, and we see that the uh, the wife is submitting to the husband. We see the t- the children are submitting to the mother and the father, uh, and so there is submission all across the board. Uh, and so, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So, um, make sure that children need to make sure that they understand. Uh, that listen to what mom and daddy's telling them, uh, that that is something that is right, uh, that is in the Lord, that that is something in his sight, that that is right. Notice he says in verse 2, he says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment uh, with promise. Uh, very interesting verse there in verse 2 when he says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment. Of course, we're going back to what? We're going back to the Ten Commandments there. Uh, and so in the Ten Commandments, of course, the Bible says to honor your father and to honor your mother. Notice in the Ten, in the Ten Commandments, and even here, of course, it doesn't say honor your father and your father. It don't say honor your, fa- your father and your two mothers. It don't say honor your two mothers and your father. It don't say uh, honor your mother and your mother. It says honor your father and your mother. Amen? Honor your father and your mother. Now, now to someone that says, well, I don't believe the Bible, this right here may not, may not do too much for them. Uh, but for those that say, well, we're, we want to perfect, we're professing to be Christians and we still feel like that this lifestyle is okay. Well, let's think about this. What does the Ten Commandments do? The Ten Commandments is God's perfect law, right? If the, now, if the Ten Commandments is God's perfect law and we see that, that is God's perfect law and that we understand that there's, there was nobody that can, that there's nobody that can keep that. And so, of course, that is one example why the Lord Jesus came. That is God's perfect law on how to live and a man can't keep that because he's a sinner. Now, in the midst of God's perfect law, he says we need to honor our father and our mother. And so if we have a home that has two daddies and a home that has two mamas or a home that has a daddy and two mamas or a home that has two mamas and a, da- uh, two mamas and a daddy or any other, other version in between, however we want to mix it up, however many they are or less they are, we can see that that is a direct disobey command by God. And even if I didn't have all the other scriptures of the Bible to even try to prove my point, I would just go simply to the Ten Commandments and say, well, this is God's perfect law. The Bible says obey, uh, that you need to honor your mother and your father. Uh, and so there it is. I don't necessarily have to have all the other verses in the Bible to bring up. I can just look at that one right there and say, well, if you say you're a Christian, you want to love God, you want to honor God, you want to serve God, then listen, there it is. Uh, uh, honor your mother and your father. And any other kind of home aside from that cannot do that. So honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment. Now you say, was that the very first commandment that God listed there in the Ten Commandments? No, it's not. Uh, But it is the very first commandment that God listed in, in relation to man as his dealings with other people. Does that make sense? 
Uh, and so the first four commandments were uh, in man's relationship to God. The last part uh, the, uh, of the, the, the six commandments were dealing with man's relationship to other people. But as he was uh, dealing with uh, men, in men's relationships to other people, the very first commandment of that was to honor your mother and your father. Uh, and so, but the interesting part about that too is, is what happens when we honor our father and our mother, the Bible says, notice he says, which is the first commandment, but this first commandment there in relationship with man uh, as uh, we are to me, uh, as we are to man, the Bible says, which promise and what promise is that? There in verse three, it is cited. You can go back to the Ten Commandments. It's cited there as well. That it may be well with thee, there in Exodus chapter 20, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. And so there was a promise that came with that. That is the only one, I believe, out of all the Ten Commandments that there was a promise that was given that, listen, if you do this, that it may be well with thee and thou live long on the earth and that was a that was a promise from God now of course we understand uh, we don't always understand God's uh, how you know, things happen we don't we don't understand all of God's will all the time listen there are lots of good people uh, that go home far earlier than what we think they should go home but listen we don't understand God's plan we don't understand God's will for every person's life but the general rule of thumb is God promised right here and there was a promise for that commandment that when we honor our father and our mother which is the first commandment there is a promise that comes with that, and that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. I think it's important that our children understand this. I think it's important they know what God expects out of them. I think it's important that uh, that uh, they are taught that by example from their mother, from their mother and their father. Uh, because a lot of their obedience is going to come from what they see and hear. And like I said, even if it don't come from you, it may come from everybody else. Uh, people that they hang around with all the time. People that they talk to all the time. Amen? I'm, I'm just saying, uh, the, the Bible says a, a, a companion of fools shall be destroyed, right? And so if we are a companion with folks that are leading us astray, that are against authority, they're in anarchy against God, anarchy against their mother and father, then what's going to happen? Well, as they are constantly surrounded by all that, it is going to uh, destroy things. And one of the things it's going to destroy is the relationship uh, between the children and their mother and their father. And so our children need to understand there's a level of responsibility uh, for them as well uh, that they be being obedient to their parents, but uh, we also want to make sure that we as parents are doing what we can to lead them uh, to lead them by example. So children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. It is something that is right. Now, uh, I know you, you've, been, you've been like me. You've been out shopping somewhere. You've been out somewhere and you've seen kids acting up and acting crazy. You know, and you thought, man, well, I, well if, I was that, if I was that boy's mom and dad, I know what I'd do right now. Have you, have you ever thought that before? You say, I know what would have happened to me when I was growing up if I talked like that or if I acted like that. I know what would have happened to me. And some of you folks have been around even a, uh, even a half as long as I have. You know that uh, you'd, you'd, you'd been, your mom and dad or grandma done went out there and said, get, to, uh, get to, to switch off the tree. Listen, I remember my little sweet grandma. She was 90 pounds, 90 pounds, 4 foot 11, 90 pounds. But if you acted up and you didn't get and you wasn't right, she could swing a floss water like you wouldn't believe. Man, she'd grab a hold of that thing and wow, 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 wow. I mean, we'll just beat you alive with that thing. I'm telling you, she really could do sweet as gold, sweet as gold. But I tell you what, she had, she had a way of letting you know she meant, uh, that she meant business. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about beating your kids half to death. You know what I mean here tonight. 
Uh, but we understand that there's a, uh, there's a level of correction that we have to give our youngins. And one of the reasons why kids are not being obedient to their parents today is because we're not following God's plan of uh, we're not following God's plan of how he dis- how he said we need to raise our homes and raise our families because if we live in a world out here today that says well we know better. There's always another book that's coming out. Somebody says, "Oh, let me tell you about this new way to raise our kids, the best way to raise kids," and it's all about timeout. It's all about timeout. It's all about timeout. It's all about taking a break. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not saying it won't never work. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that none of it ever helps. But I am telling you this, there's one thing that will help, and that's a good, swift, boom, kick. That'll help. That'll help. And I'm telling you, this world needs to understand that God's the one that created marriage. God's the one that gave the rules for raising kids. And when this world begins to understand if we do it God's way, uh, then things will be different. But one of the reasons why we see some things running so rampant like we do today is because the further away we get from God, the more disobedient, uh, the more disobedient our children are. The more uh, uh, the moms and dads they're not uh, they're not uh, uh, faithful to each other. They're not honoring each other. Not loving each other. Not respecting each other. And the kids sitting home and and it's just a it's just a mess. But whenever we follow God and we do what God's commanding us to do, because see, notice when, when, he, when he said everything, when he began there in verse 21, he began with the parents. He didn't begin with the kids. He began with the parents there in verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 5. Let's begin, mom and dad, this is what you need to make sure that you do. And as you do this, as you do this, then understand the children need to also make sure that they are being, that they are being obedient to you. But we've got to train them. To be obedient, uh, not just to us, but to be obedient to God. You know, I've I've always been a firm believer, and you know, and um, uh, not just uh, telling somebody you need to do this, but uh, but to tell them why they need to do this. Does that make sense? Uh, not just to be someone that says, "Well, you just do this because," and I'm probably all guilty. But you just do it because I told you to. We just don't feel like explaining it all right now. Listen, you understand? You've probably been there just like I have. But in the grand scheme of things, let's just really think about it. I know we have our moments, but in the grand scheme of things, listen, everybody, and even the children, because they're young and their minds are growing and they're maturing, they need to know why, not just because they're being told to. They understand why, you know. And listen, when our kids understand why this is right or why this is wrong or why we need to be in obedience to our parents or, or why we need to follow God, uh, then... Uh, that uh, opens the door for us to explain uh, the scriptures to them. Uh, and so children, obey your parents in the Lord for, for this is right. It is a command for the children to be in submission to the parents. And I've heard, I, listen, I'll tell you, I've heard people say a gazillion times, well, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell my kid and, hey, man, he's he just stubborn. He won't listen. And, and I said, all right, well, what's going on? Well, he's... You know, he's, uh, he's 18 years old now, and he looked at me, and he said, well, I'm 18 years old now. And I said, well, you know what I'd tell him? I'd tell him, hey, 18 just a number to me, buddy. That's all it is. It don't, 18 don't mean nothing to me. You know why? Because if you're still living in my house, and you're still living under my roof, and you're still eating my food, and you're still sucking up my gas, and you're still wearing the clothes I put on your back, and you're still washing your body with my soap, and you're still washing your body with my water that I paid for, and you're still filling up your belly with my food and my Pepsi? <laughs> now, your 18 don't mean anything to me. Now listen, you say, preacher, I'm, listen, I'm not being hard. I'm just being for real. Listen, I... Your age doesn't mean anything. Just because you're 18 don't make you a man. It don't make you a responsible person. 
It doesn't make any of those things. All it is is all it is that you're 18 and that you have the legal right to vote and do some other things. There ain't a whole lot to me that comes with that. But as long as you're living under my roof, I don't care who you are. If you don't care, you, it doesn't matter. 18 is just a number. That's all it is. If them youngins ever get to thinking in their mind that, well, I'm 18, I'll just do what I want to do. Well, then you just take, maybe you take their clothes and you say, all right, well, when you get hungry, you just, you feel like changing your mind. You just come knocking back. Listen, I'm just saying, moms and dads, we got to make sure that our kids understand, really. And, and I know that all that stuff, we're getting to an extremes, you know, when we, when we get out that way. But listen, I'm just saying, before we ever even get, before things ever even get to that point, we have to come over here and we say, Listen, youngins, listen, kids. Uh, uh, we, need, we, we do this because we need to be obedient because this is what God expects. Uh, we, need, we, need to, we live this way because this is, this, is what God, this is what God said we need to do. And, uh, and, and, we, and we, we love people and we forgive folks. And I mean, from, from an early age, we just teach them about the Bible. And as they grow and 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 they mature and they mature, some of these things, well, man, I really have to deal with a whole lot because they're learning these things along the way. Uh, but there's a lot of times because we've not taught them these things as they were growing up, we find ourselves in a desperate, desperate situation at the age of 16 trying to cram as much of it into their head as we can get in there, but their minds is already filled with so much rebellion that they're having a hard time making it stick. And so we just got to make sure that we are doing that which we can do to... Uh, is, Following the Lord, being right to each other, husbands and wives, loving each other, forgiving each other, making sure that there is a home that's filled with love and respect, but also making sure that there is relationship. Uh, you know, um, Pastor Baker, he, he was telling us, man, one day, and we was doing talking about family and stuff, and I remember, um, never forget it, he said, man, rules without relationship equals rebellion. Rules without relationship. And you say, well, what are you, what are you trying to say, preacher? What I'm trying to say is, is, is if, we're, if, we, if we become a parent, if we become a mother and a father that says to our kids, well, you just, you just, we have no relationship with them. We don't hardly talk to them. We don't hardly have nothing to do with them. We're not, you know, any of that stuff. But we desire for them to obey and do exactly what we tell them to do. But we're having a hard time with that because there's no relationship. There's no relationship between me and them. And because there's no relationship between me and them, they are, because they are now drifting apart, because we are drifting apart from each other, they don't really have a desire to really do what I'm telling them to do anymore. They want to do what they want to do. And so uh, the problem is, is that whenever we try to hand down a whole bunch of rules and there's no relationship, the kids oftentimes just go into a state of rebellion uh, because there's no relationship that's there. And so what we want to do is, is make sure that there is a relationship between us and our kids. That they're not just people that come in, you know, and, and just eat all of our food and sleep all day. No, nah, but, they're, but they're kids that come in. We love them. They love us. There's relationship. Listen, no family's perfect. Amen? No family is perfect. But we need to make sure that we have a relationship with each other, that we're talking to each other, and we're having fellowship together, and, and, that, we are, and that we are a family, and that we are a family. And it go, it'll, it'll help, and it'll go a long way. 
The Bible says, Children, obey your parents, sir, in verse 1, in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And so we see that this isn't a suggestion or a good idea. This is a command from God. But as moms and dads, we need to make sure that we are teaching them these things. And we do that a lot by example. I think we can see that in verses 21 to 20, uh, 33 of Ephesians chapter 5. And then he says uh, in verse 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, uh, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now there in verse 3 he says fathers. Now why did he, now why did he say, and you mothers? Well, he said fathers because the fathers are the ones that are the leaders of their home. It's not that the mothers can't be disciplinarians. Of course they can. Now, one thing Amy told me, she said, I remember... She said, I remember a long time ago, my mama, my mama telling me, you just wait till your daddy gets home and you've had it. And she said, you know what? She said, yeah, I'm not throwing off on that by no means, but I'm just simply, she told me, she said, well, I remember saying, thinking this to myself when I got older, I'm not going to wait for Brian to get home. I'm going to handle it myself. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that neither. Listen, when he, said, when he says you fathers, he's not throwing off the mothers because the mothers don't belong or they're not good enough or they can't do it. No, he's just directing, he's just talking about the fathers because he's saying, dads, you're the leader of this home. You're the one that needs to take responsibility for this. Uh, and so he, he, so he calls them out. He says, you fathers, you fathers what? Provoke not your children to wrath. When he says provoke, it's kind of like, um, uh, it's, it's like you think about a, a dog that's sitting there in the cage and you're taking, a, you're taking something and you're poking it and you're aggravating it and, you know, and you're making it mad. You're being difficult. You're being hard. And so he's saying, listen, dads, don't be so difficult. Don't be, don't be so hard. Uh, don't, uh, don't just you know, uh, jab and jab and jab. But he says, you fathers, provoke not your children to what? To wrath. In other words, don't be so difficult. Don't, don't be difficult. Don't be hard. But the idea is to listen as parents to make sure that we are being reasonable with our kids. We want to be reasonable with them. We don't want to be hard and overbearing. Uh, listen, I know there are times when think difficult situations may uh, call for a different way of handling things. I get that too. But just simply saying overall, the idea is listen to make sure that we're not just difficult, hard people. That, that we are understanding you know, that we're trying to understand them at the same time they're, you know, they're trying to under, they're trying to understand their position, trying to understand their place and what they need to do. And it's going to be very difficult for them if we're not trying to help them, if we're not trying to teach them. It's going to be hard. Listen, you don't know. If nobody taught you some stuff, you wouldn't know. Right? And you, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be, I mean, is it right to, is it right to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to smack somebody, you know, down or put them down or, you know, uh, uh, judge them for whatever for things that they did not know. And so we see right here, listen, we want our kids to be more honorable, more respectful, to be more uh, obedient uh, to their moms and dads. Well, they need to be taught. Uh, and listen, teaching them from a young age is, from their children growing up, is a whole lot easier than starting uh, when it's, uh, I, I ain't going to say too late because it's never too late, but when it's more difficult. Uh, and so the Bible says, Ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So that nurture there and um, the idea of um, a growing way, an approved way, uh, a way that is a way that's going to help them to mature and to grow and to be responsible to, uh, to nurture them, to get them to where they need to be. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The admonition, the uh, kind of the, um, uh, a little bit of the same way, but uh, dealing with instruction. 
you know, they need to understand what is, what is God instructing us to do. The kids need to know, how does God desire for me to live? I mean, we sit down and we talk about it and we, and, and we preach about it, you know, whether you have family devotions or whatever it is that you do throughout the week or at home you just talk about it or you're at church and you talk, whatever it is that the kids know and understand uh, uh, from their mothers and fathers. Listen, don't just throw it off on the Sunday school teacher to teach your kids how they need to live for God. Amen? And don't just throw it off on the preacher to do it on Sundays. That ain't right neither. Listen, moms and dads need to be at home with their own kids teaching their kids what God says about how they need to live. Amen? And so the Bible says, And ye fathers, provoke not ye children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Notice there in verse 4, he didn't lay, it on, he didn't lay that responsibility uh, just, uh, just on the church. Listen, all this began at the house. All this began with mom and dad. Ye fathers, provoke not ye children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Sure, the church helps. Sure, the church is there. Yes, it is. Does it do these things? Yes, it does. But where does it begin? Begins at the house. Begins with mom and dad teaching the kids and raising them up to love God and to be obedient. And I'll tell you, now listen, the more we, it's kind of like this too. Think about it and we'll close. The more we love God, the more we want to live like God. Amen. The more we appreciate God, the more we know about God, the more we learn about God, the more we love Him, the more like Him we want to be. We want to, uh, we want to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord, right? Well, the more our kids know the same thing about God, the more they're going to want to do that too. And a part of that process is, you know, part of that process is, well, listen, if I want to be pleasing to God, then I need to make sure that I'm being obedient to mom and dad. Amen? Husbands, husbands, listen, if I, I, I want to be pleasing to God, so what do I need to do? I need to, make sure that I'm on, I need to make sure that I am following Christ. I need to make sure that I am submitting to the Lord. Make sure I'm submitting to the Lord. Uh, and so, and so then, we get, then we get to the wife, and the wife willingly uh, uh, submits herself to her husband because she sees, uh, because she wants to be pleasing to the Lord because her husband is following the Lord. Her husband is living right and doing right. And so she willingly wants to submit herself to be pleasing to the Lord, to be pleasing to her husband. And then our kids in turn, because they love God and because they love mom and dad, they willingly want to submit to, the, to their parents and to submit to God because... They've been taught and they learn it because they want to please the Lord. Uh, and so uh, we can see that all of this begins there, in, uh, begins there in the home. And I believe it begins really when we talk about children there in chapter 6 and verse 1. I believe it, I believe it begins with chapter 5 and verse 21 uh, with, uh, with mom and dad. And then bringing that all the way down through the family, all the way down here, chapter 6 and verse 1. Children, obey your parents for it's right. In um, uh, the in the Lord for this is this is right. Uh, listen, our kids need to understand how much we love them. They need to understand how much uh, we appreciate them. Um, and our parents need to and our and our kids need to understand. Um, uh, they need to uh, they need to see. Uh, I think what uh, all the uh, all the effort you know that gets gets put into all the things. Sometimes, listen, we all need reminders. Sometimes, right. We can, be, we can be a very forgetful people, and I think we all need reminders sometimes. And listen, God reminds me of a lot of things a lot of times. And, uh, you know, sometimes our, sometimes our kids, they just, uh, uh, just like we do as parents, sometimes they just kind of forget what all we do for them. Just kind of sometimes we forget what all God does for us. 
you know. And sometimes they just kind of forget what all what all we do, and you know. And I think you know having a our kids understanding and just uh, remember, man, you know what, man, look what all mom, look what all mom dad does for us, you know. And man, it, you know, I think it'll really help. All right, let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you for this night, Lord. I thank you for uh, your blessings this evening, Lord. I, I thank you for Ephesians. Uh, what a blessing it's been to me and. Lord, I pray tonight that you just help us as we raise our families, Lord, as we rear up our children, Lord, that we teach them the right ways, and Lord, that we have relationships with our kids. And God, I pray that um, that you would help us, God, as moms and dads, uh, to uh, to walk in the Spirit, uh, because uh, your Word says if we do, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, and so. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us at home to set the example. Uh, Lord, to set the example everywhere we go, uh, whether it's um, in the marketplace or whether it's here at church. But we just show our kids, you know, what it's like to live for God. And our and our young folks, our our our, our kids need to not only do they need to see it, but they need to understand it, not just by our own voice and by our own example, but they but they need to be taught. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us as parents to to teach them teach them about you. Lord, I pray that you give us a good night tonight as we leave. Lord, keep us safe. I pray, God, you bring us back to our next appointed time here on Sunday. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.